Superman works alone. Murder me! Martha, why did you say that name? Welcome back to the Batcast. It's almost been a month since uh, we've recorded an episode. Um, the last one we recorded was talking about Arkham Asylum, and we were going to go through and rank all the Arkham games. We're still going to do that, but we realized this week is big because on September 21st, it will be Batman's 80th birthday, which... Damn. Crazy to think that uh, Batman has been around for 80 years, and uh, mm-hmm. in honor of that, we figured let's talk about everything that we love Lists. about Batman. Yes, the bests, our favorites, all this stuff. I know that seems like it's not going to be that different from the format. Well, it is, but it isn't. I mean, usually we, when we gush about it, we dive into one particular thing, where this we're kind of just going to go broad and all over the place and... Just uh, have just talk about the Cape Crusader, dude. Um, I'm just gonna go ahead and uh, ask you a quick best. Uh, what's your what's your favorite uh, animated film? You know what's funny is I typed that on the list. That's on my list. That's on the list. But I feel like animation is something that DC has done very very well. Mm-hmm. And uh, Batman in particular, and especially now, like their animation has gotten like a lot better. But um, what is what, what's your what's your favorite Batman animated animation? Well, it's kind of uh, it's interesting because there's so like you said there's so many and there's so many good ones because DC that's the best thing that they do is the DC Universe animated movies. Uh, It's really hard to narrow it down because I've been thinking about this for a while when we were kind of putting this together and thinking of stories. Mine's a no contest. (laughs) Well, I I think I know what yours is. Um, And mine, I think it's it's in a weird thing because it's kind of in a weird spot. They're like neck and neck to what I would want. And I would say probably my favorite would be... Batman The Dark Knight Returns. Now, that's obviously split into two parts. I'm just going to Part gonna, 1 or Part 2? I'm just going to say the deluxe version where it's both of those combined because in yep. reality, they're not that long and they could totally just be their own movie. I don't know why DC I wanted to I think they're like to, what, like an hour? Yeah, hour 15 at the most. Yeah, I think they're like 76 <laughs> minutes something like that. So like a, uh, like be yeah, an eve like a Easy two and a half hours if you really sat down. Yeah, if you and it, it actually is paced decently well. Um, I think the reason I like it so much is because I know I'm. I'm not going to say that The Dark Knight Returns is my favorite um, 
story comic book arc from Batman. But it's definitely there's a reason why so many people love that story. And I think it's it was when Frank Miller wasn't crazy and wasn't a psycho. He was actually decently good. <laughs> yeah, and didn't go full on like right wing racist in some of his work. It I sometimes I, that's what you gotta do. I think it's done in a way that it's and all of these are pretty faithful to to the source material. But this one I just loved it so much. And they did something a little bit different where the in the graphic novel the emphasis of the third act of that story is his fight with Superman. But they do it a little bit different in the animated movie and they kinda of put more emphasis on his fight with the Joker. And his fight with the Joker in the Tunnel of Love is just awesome. And mm-hmm. It was so great. And the fact that they got freaking RoboCop to be Batman, that excited, yes. me even, <laughs> excited me even more about this movie. Robo-Batman. And just... And, you know, I, I didn't want to say because they're split into two parts, but because of how they ended the first part of it, like, gets you amped up for the second part, even though I think you could watch them all in one, but it literally ends with him fighting the mutant leader in the mud pit and it has that moment one of my favorite batman moments of all time is when he's fighting him and he goes son you don't understand this isn't an operating room or this isn't a mud pit this is an operating room and i'm the surgeon and breaks that dude's leg i was just like fuck yeah (laughs) and i I like i like i like when they write batman like that when he's just a badass and he doesn't give a fuck like um, when they wrote Arkham Knight, there's like there's a lot of just shit that he's just like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna break your neck, I'm gonna fucking like all kinds of just like, did he just fucking say that? <laughs> yeah, that, so <sighs> The Dark Knight Returns is probably my favorite animated movie. <clears throat> I'm going to go ahead and do some honorable mentions for myself. Um, the twist at the end, and this is kind of a spoiler. I mean, if you haven't seen it, then fuck you. But the Hush movie. We did an episode it on it, so go back and listen it, to that. It go, it's on my list. Maybe like top ten. I don't know where it would rank in there. Because I like a lot of it. Like the twist at the end. Fucking loved it. Some of the things, because it's, it's a superhero, whatever reason, they need to make it cheesy. So there's some things that kind of hinder that. But... <clears throat> I like that because Riddler is my favorite villain, so I have like a soft spot in there. Um, Killing Joke also makes it on my list. It also it, it's probably like if you if I would have to probably like number eleven because of the first like half hour of the Batgirl stupidity, but like the last forty five minutes kind of make up for it because it's so so good. Mm-hmm. That the whole like the whole part with Joker raping Barbara, like it's creepy and shitty and gross, and then he basically just shows Jim like all the pictures of it. Like, this is me balls deep in your daughter. <laughs> this is her titties. Like you really, you really. It's implied. He doesn't. We yeah, don't I know mean, if he I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure that it happened. I'm pretty sure that it happened, but. I like those. I also like like the newer ones of uh, the Son of Batman. Um, Batman Bad Blood isn't isn't bad, but 
the uh, Lucius's son. Not a fan of that. Isn't that Batwing? <laughs> um, the Batwing, yeah. I mean, it's cool, but just, it's basically just Batman Beyond. Also, real quick, um, there's one thing I want to mention. Did you see the story that everybody's having a big deal, throwing a big fit about Batman, and they're going to make a black Batman? Yeah, there's some rumors. I don't know if it's true, but there's some rumors that they're going to make Batman black at some point. And I'm like, it's it's whatever. I don't really care. It's just another... I mean, you see this in comic books all the time where they do some sort of <sighs> PR marketing to get people interested in their comics. Yeah. Sales are probably dipping a little bit, so they have to do something. And I, I'm a little bit different than what I used to be in that, where I was just like... Before I was like, oh man, they're making Thor a girl just for diversity sake or all that. I kind of changed my tune on this. I don't really give a crap. If it's good, if it's, I don't, whatever. It's whatever. It so doesn't really I, matter to me. I like, I like the idea of um, not, not rewriting the character because if you change the ethnicity, you literally have to ch- like change the background story in, in, a, in a way. Because of the whole culture and everything, but like they did it with Superman, they wrote a black guy as Superman. Um, I don't, I, I kind of don't care, but at the same time, I just I feel like you're you're, you're quote unquote ruining what the, what they were written written as. I don't mind them being a woman, being a different race, but I want them to be a different character. Yeah, like Miles Miles Morales. He's Spider Man, but he's it's he's not Peter Parker. Yeah, they wrote they. He's, you know. Yeah, totally different. And that's the thing. <clears throat> and it's like Bruce Wayne is a privileged, rich white guy. So yeah, the, like that just makes that make it, that fits the bill because if he's if he's a black guy, I just the whole because you know they're gonna do the stupid like <laughs> poor neighborhood. Yeah. Stereotypical. Like, I mean, I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to be racist. I'm not trying to do anything. No, if anything, saying, that's racist. If you're going to make him yeah, in like that's what I'm saying is like it, it. They always go with stereotypical like he's a street thug. So yeah, this is how, like he, yeah. he's a street thug, and his parents got popped in the alley down the street because gang wars. Yeah, something like that. And and, and you you lose, you kind of lose that that d- divine right <laughs> in it because. Yeah. You know, he he probably would have went down the other path if it wasn't for the fact that I don't know. Sorry, I didn't I didn't mean to derail you. I just I, but I also I that also, reminded me of it. I also do the whole like um, the female thing. I don't necessarily approve of the female taking like taking and erasing the other guy, like Lady Jane being Thor. I'm all for that because the fucking title, Love and Thunder. It's awesome. Like, <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. Well, and the story, like the Mighty Thor storyline with Jane is actually really cool. And it, because she has like, again, we're getting off topic. We'll come back here. We'll, we'll bring it back here in a second. Long story short, she was dying of cancer in this story and she was in chemotherapy and she gets the ability to wield Molnir. I don't know the exact details because I haven't read it. I just kind of know like the cliff notes. But essentially, her being Thor is because of Thor losing his ability to be Thor. He's unworthy at this point, and she kind of takes the mantle. And 
he learns how to be a better person because of her. She teaches him how to be better, and they both learn how to be a hero and be better or whatever. And it's actually a really cool story. And by the end so of it, like that. they both become Thor. And I think that's what they're going to do in the MCU. I think they're both going to be Thor. Mm-hmm. And See, I like, I like when they do that, where they don't eliminate a character to make way for this PC, this whole new stunt where they... They acknowledge that the character exists, and they keep them in there, and they're still a thing. Like with the whole 007 thing, like I get it. It's a, it's a code name. It's not the person. That's why. That's kind of how we explain well, that's, that's, why they keep replacing the guy. That's who the girl is. Like they're, they're talking about that f- the female agent. She is 007. She's not James Bond. <clears throat> that's what I'm saying. But like, I feel like if you're gonna be James Bond 007, like kind of got to be a dude because the whole identity is rich british playboy guy where like i i would i would i would rather have 008 or like <laughs> 009 and it be be a woman character and they do a series of female agents and everything but but at the same time Christopher Nolan did a whole trilogy on how it doesn't matter who's under the cowl. Exactly. It's what they do. All right, so defines them. I kind of derailed you there. So yeah. who? what is your favorite uh, Batman animated feature? I would put number two as Red Hood because I really enjoy that storyline. But Batman, Mr. Freeze, Sub-Zero, Numero Uno, just because... That story is Mr. Freeze is literally trying to do his own thing. He's like separated himself from society in like the Arctic, and he's doing all this research. He's trying. He's taking care of a kid. His mm-hmm. parents died. Something. He's taking care of this kid. He's got two pet polar bears, which is really badass. <laughs> <clears throat> and he's really trying to help Nora, his wife, and everything. And then. Fucking the submarine just like derails his whole project, fucks over his wife. She probably gonna die if he doesn't find a fucking organ donor. And he's like, bitch, I'm gonna go fucking find Barbara Gordon. She's the only donor I got. Kidnaps her. He just decides to be a fucking bad guy again. He's like, hey, I don't give a fuck. All I want to do is save my wife. <laughs> and uh, and like and like at the end, it's very Batman and Robin where he finds redemption. And he's like, I'll take it to my grave. Kind of thing. Really like it. Enjoy it. Uh, yeah, I. I honestly thought you were going to say, "Under the Red Hood." That's, I really enjoy that one. I do. That's but. that one is the one <clears throat> that I said that was neck and neck with, um, the Dark Knight Returns. I think, Batman Under the Red Hood comes in a very close second because, of. Just Ender ha- as the Joker. <laughs> yeah. But back onto Sub Zero, I agree with you. I I love that movie. I mean, Batman the animated series and that movie are the reasons why I love Mister Freeze so much. And we'll get into it when we talk about our favorite villains. Like, well, if, I mean, we might as well just jump into it since you already got it going. Uh, we'll just do our favorite villains right here. Well, it's just the reason I love Mister Freeze so much is he's not really a villain. He's just yeah. a very sad, tragic character who 
Batman doesn't despise. Batman doesn't want to hurt. That Batman hates fighting. Like he's Batman is almost always reluctant to fuck with Mister Freeze because he's like, I get it. I lost my parents. It was tragic, but because because in a in a sense, like Mister Freeze person. is doing exactly what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. Batman's fucking over dudes to try and keep keep the peace. He's like, I'm fucking dudes so I can save my goddamn wife. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's it, and that's the beauty of it is because. <laughs> They make a joke about it in Arkham Knight, and of course we're going to do a deep dive in Arkham Knight. We'll get back to the Arkham series after Batman's 80th birthday. But there was a joke that you talked about where we were playing through it. I'm actually playing through Arkham Knight again on PS4. Um, But there's a scene at the end of the game, spoilers, I guess, if you haven't played a four-year-old game. Uh, (laughs) Batman reveals his identity by the end of the game, so when you're going through the end game stuff, people know that Bruce Wayne's Batman. And there's one of the thug, the henchmen that says, how many people does it take to become Batman? It's like two dead parents and one dude not to get over it. <laughs> and it's yeah. true. Batman can't get over the death of his parents. That's the whole reason he does all this stuff. And yeah, it, like you just said, it's very similar where Mr. Freeze can't let his wife die. He literally froze her because he's like, no, I'll save you. I'm going to fix this. And this is, I'm going to, it's going to be, he's on this crusade and it's like, dude, you gotta move on. You just gotta let her die, and it's, which is really sad. It's fucking tragic. <laughs> which whichever whichever series is it? I think it might be the new animated series, but one of them he saves her, and she leaves him because he's a bad guy. Wasn't it Sub Zero? No, he doesn't. I don't think he saves her in Sub Zero. Mm. Well, yeah, but, uh, um, in, yeah. When we talked about it, when I did the Batman Beyond pitch, he comes back in the Batman Beyond series, and it's still fucking sad in that story because he gets another chance to live, and he still can't be happy because of, of all these things. And it's an extremely relatable story because when you love someone, you obviously know because you have a wife, and I've been with you know Ashley for six years. In that situation, I don't know if I would be better than Mister Freeze. I if. <laughs> I would do anything to keep Ashley alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you kind of level with We him. actually, we actually had a. Uh, um, I mean, it's normal with this part of the pregnancy, but she did, <laughs> she did uh, pass out at work, and like they called me, and so I had to like go pick her up, take her to the hospital, get everything checked out. But like I literally was like rolling over like situations in my head, yeah. like I'm gonna fuck up, dudes. I'm gonna fucking just ram, <laughs> ram traffic. I'm gonna. And, like, the whole time I'm, like, thinking about work, and I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I, I, I'll have to, I'll rob a bank if I have to. Like, I don't even have this kid yet, and I'm already, like, imagining killing motherfuckers to, <laughs> to compensate for the life. Exactly. And that is why <clears throat> I love Mr. Freeze so much is because all great characters or villains have to come from a level of that feeling of, uh, you know, I'll do anything I can to save this person. I'll do anything I can to not let them go. And it's also, and it's also a good story of like, sometimes even though you love someone more than anything on this earth, they're going to die and you're going to have to accept that. And you're going to have to move on. And that's why I love Mr. Freeze so much. And I just, I really hope one of these days he'll get, the right, proper people behind it and make an awesome live action version of Mr. Freeze. Now, that being said, and this is the beauty of Batman, 
I actually don't mind Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze because it's silly and stupid and it fits that movie. Oh yeah, you would kill the dinosaurs, the Ice and Age. I, and, I, and I feel like I feel like every time they cast, it fits. It fits the 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 trilogy, the franchise, the the movie that they're going for. Like <clears throat> with um, Nicholson, eighties campy, dark. It fits mm-hmm. that style, the Tim Burton gothic Excuse style. Me. And then you get Heath Ledger, and that fits that, that dark, that realistic, that believable, that mobster-type image. And then you get uh, Jared Leto, which, to each his own, a lot of people don't like it. I enjoyed it. <laughs> but you get, you get, you get the, the clown prince of crime. You get the, the kingpin type. Mm-hmm. And dude, and that that fits because that bright colored, clearly a comic book movie. Uh-huh. I, I I enjoyed that too. And then even like uh, '60s Batman with Cesar Ramon, <laughs> Ramon or whatever, and he's got a mustache under his makeup. I'm gonna like, I'm gonna stop you there. That type of shit. Because we're gonna go. Joker is such a big deal that Joker gets his own segment. <laughs> so I want to. So yeah, this is why I love Mr. Freeze. In your and you've mentioned it before on this show. You even mentioned it this episode. Your favorite is the Riddler. So I want to know why the Riddler is Luke's favorite Batman villain. So the Riddler is my favorite villain because he's like one of the only. I mean, there's a lot of villains that do it, but one of the main bads, a lot of people consider him like a C-list villain. Mm-hmm. I consider him fucking an A-list, cause, but he's the like one of the only villains that actually make Batman live up to his name of true of the greatest detective. He's like, he sets these traps, these riddles, and it makes Batman actually go in, do research, and try to hatch hatch these little schemes and it just I, I like I like Batman as a as a badass who cracks cracks skulls, breaks necks, arms. But I also I also like the the conundrum of the mind and the getting the cogs and the and the wheels turning. And seeing seeing a little bit more of a mystery and uh a mind game because one of my favorite um, series of episodes from the animated series is the one where, and I used to have this on t- on the VHS and I'd watch the shit out of it, is <clears throat> when uh, the Riddler gets the maze, the giant maze, and he puts Batman and Robin in it and they have to like go through it and like do all these little puzzles to try and get out and they finally do it and they take him out and it's it's so cool. And just, just, and then all the arc of games as well, with all those like hidden clues. Yeah. You got to unlock this, Fuck and you got to go through that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I hate and, it. Like I just, I like because I, I like, suck at puzzles. I like, I like uh, suspense. Suspense. I like those drama, those dramas, like crime dramas. I like mysteries. I like, I like spending time wondering who, what, how. Why? <laughs> and and then at the very end, 
like the whole time I'm like trying to figure it out myself. I'm trying to do it, and then at the end, I find out, and I'm like, oh fuck, I knew it, or holy shit, didn't see that fucking coming. Mm-hmm. I like that because it, it keeps me on edge. Well, and you know, like we just said, that that that's the beauty of. Batman, and that's the beauty of his rogues gallery. I mean, how many times can say we did a Superman podcast? All we would talk about with Superman's villains are two, maybe. That'd be Brainiac and Lex Luthor, where we could probably do a week-to-week episode on each villain, which actually we should probably should do that. That'd be cool. Uh, <laughs> but that's the thing. His rogues gallery, gallery is the best of any superhero. It uh, doesn't matter Spider-Man or Superman or anybody. I think Batman has the best rogues gallery because those characters could be used that way. And they could be used... We talked about Mr. Freeze with how he's believable and everything and how he fits everything. Where the, the Riddler, he... And we've seen it to the extreme with Jim Carrey, obviously, in Batman and uh, Batman Forever. I still think that uh, Frank Gorshin from the 60s I think that is a better representation of the Riddler. And that's and the Jim thing. Jim Carrey says that that's where he pulled his inspiration to. But I really like how he's, like, super serious. He's super, like, intelligent. But then he just, like, goes on this, like, weird, like, laugh because he's just giggling because he's so excited to set a trap, mm-hmm. to set a riddle. And he's just like... <laughs> and that's the thing is you could use him that campy and play him that way. But you could also do, and, you know... Like you tried, you and I have talked about this idea of like, you could make a jigsaw style Riddler and it would make sense. It would fit his character and you could make it dark and gritty and have those puzzles. And I think that only really works. Now, I could be wrong, obviously, but I feel like that only works in the Batman lore. And that only works for Batman characters where they can one minute be silly and goofy and over the top, but in the next minute, they could also be someone who makes a saw like contraption that you have to figure it out how to get out and a great example of that was um, Batman Earth 1 DC started doing this and they're still doing it they did they took some creators and said this is the Earth 1 line it's not tied to any continuity tell the story that you want to tell and they got Jeff Johns to do Batman and his uh, second volume the first volume actually focuses on Penguin and Cobblepot and all that, and his, both of them are great. And the second volume focuses more on the Riddler, and I think a little bit of Killer Croc, if I remember correctly. But the way that he uses the Riddler is how I would like to see him in a modern movie, where he's he kills people like with bombs on trains, and where Batman can't figure something out, and he'll he murders a bunch of people and stuff like that. So I want to see more of that, and I think that's what makes the Riddler so cool is. He's not, and everybody calls him a C-lister. Everybody makes fun of him because he's not quite the Joker. Oh yeah, it's like the Joker. He's the Joker with a gimmick. (laughs) Yeah, the Joker has no. I mean, he's got a plan, but it's like he just kind of does shit, and then he jokes about it afterwards. Where the Riddler will do it, and it's basically a joke the whole time. Like his whole idea is, I don't want to actually do this. I just want to prove that I'm smarter than you. I want you to figure it out, but I want you to struggle the whole time. He's like a weird, psychotic teacher. Because, you know, the teacher wants you to be challenged, but they want you to figure it out, and they want you to pass their class. 
but they want you to struggle and f- learn how to figure <gasps> it out. That's what he, it's kind of like. And, I mean, there's multiple versions of the Riddler. He ever, Almost every iteration I've seen or read or heard about, I guess not really heard, but every version of Batman, at one point, the Riddler figures out who Batman is because it's the greatest Riddler. And he figures it out every time because he's, he's so smart. But then he's kind of like the Joker in a way where he's like, when, you know, Joker has that line in Arkham City where he's like, that ruins the fun if I know who he is. The Riddler's kind of like, well, I know who he is, but I could tell people, but I want them to figure it out. Like, I want to draw this out. And there's been times he's gotten arrested because he's an idiot or he's so smart that he's also kind of dumb where he's like, I want them to find me because it's, look at how smart I am. He wants mm-hmm. the fame of it. Yeah, and like, and that's the thing too is like he's so his his, his uh, ego gets the better of him so many times because he can't he can't just do it without signing his name. He's always signing his name. Mm-hmm. He's doing all of this crazy bullshit, and nobody would ever figure it out that it was him. But he's got to fucking throw in a riddle and just fucking write a big old giant question mark on the shit and be like, hey. I did it. It was me. See, see, I, I did it. Aha. See, see, see. They got a. Uh, they got Dave Franco to be the voice in Young Justice, which I think <laughs> is kind of cool. It's kind of, I mean, and I like, I like him. It's, it's funny because he's just like, <laughs> I'm the Riddler, man. But I think one of the lines from that is, um, it's one of his riddles, and it's like, I'm not tree. I, I, what is it? Not a tree. Not so. I don't know. Something. It's it's plant based. But the whole idea is, and it it's funny because Nightwing just goes, ambush. And then just fucking like all these villains just come in and they're like, it's pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, there's I you know people can have their opinions on Batman Forever. I would argue I, I've kind of gone ebbs and flows with it. As a kid, I loved it. As I got older, I was like, this is really dumb. I, this is why I killed the franchise. But at the same time... I, then you accepted it. Well, I also thought of it... Because it is a great cinematic masterpiece. Well, I thought of it this way. It works perfectly for what it wants to be. Like, it wants to be a 90s version of the 60s camp. And I think that's what mm-hmm. that's what Arnold Schwarzenegger brings to you know, Mr. Freeze and Batman and Robin. And that's what Jim Carrey brings to the Riddler in Batman Forever. And like, they, they even, like joked about it too because the scene where they go to the Riddler Two Faces hideout they're climbing and it's a big metal island and Robin's like holy rusted metal Batman and he's like ah he's <laughs> <laughs> like no the island it's metal and it's full of holes like, oh <laughs> cool <laughs> funny <laughs> but yeah it, it, again it, just, it works great for that so we talked about our favorite villains and we decided that who's your favorite villain Please comment down below. Let us know. And maybe... <laughs> like, comment, subscribe. Uh, so let's talk about the Clown Prince of Crime. He's such a big deal. He gets his own topic. I know, I know. We're shills. Because uh, we got to get that... So then we can clip it out and get all that clout from YouTube and be like, ooh, look, they're talking about the Joker. Um, ooh, yeah, we are. So I want to start first. Okay. Exc- 
I guess if you want to include him, you can. I, I kind of want to put Mark Hamill in his own class. But um, I guess that's not really fair. The other because there's, there's been a lot of animated Jokers, I guess. But but there's been a lot of animated Mark Hamill Jokers too. Yeah. Uh, okay. So let's just go. With, screw it. You can put Mark Hamill in there. You can put animated. You can put voice actors in if you want. Uh, who is your favorite Joker, and why? So if we're just going. Don't be that. I know you're going to go with Jack Nicholson because you love Batman 89 so much. No, no. I mean, <laughs> and we can't, probably. we obviously can't put in Joaquin Phoenix because we haven't seen the movie yet. We haven't seen that. We'll, we'll probably do another Joker episode. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll definitely review that for this show. <clears throat> Which has a lot of mixed feelings, mixed, mixed, you know, views right now. A lot of people think it's a cinematic masterpiece, other people think it's dog shit. Some people and think it's it's bad for society, and I'm like, no, stop, stop it's that. It's classic Joaquin Phoenix overacting, and uh, I don't I'm know, excited. man. I I'm I, kind of excited. Man. The first trailer was maybe, <laughs> yeah, we're in the Joker topic, so we could talk about this. Uh, so the the first trailer kind of was like, I don't know. I was kind of like, uh, I don't know, this could be good. Like I was kind of iffy about it. The second trailer kind of blew me away. I was like. This is actually pretty well done. This is really cool. The fucking final trailer. It's like this is actually really this this that kind of got me hooked. I was like, I kind of want to see this movie. But the thing, but th- th- I don't understand is why do you got to do that? Just make one freaking trailer. Make that your trailer. If that was that good of a trailer, why was not that one you start yep. with? <laughs> I would have just done the uh, as the trailer. I would have put the part where he goes, and when you introduce me. He introduced me as Joker, and they like look at each other like what? And then that's your trailer. That 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 little bit right there. Yeah, and that's it. So yeah. excluding Joaquin Phoenix for obvious reasons, who is your favorite Joker and why? You're thinking about it. I could see see the gears turning. I do. I do enjoy Nicholson's performance. I do. I really do. Um, I could I just I couldn't get over the fact that his mouth was just okay const, constant. So uh, how many? Okay, let me just look at this real quick. I want to see. I want to try something a little bit different. Then let's try this a little bit different. So I think you and I will probably agree, and everybody on the freaking internet is probably going to say Heath Ledger, right? So is is Heath Ledger your favorite? Let's. I want to get an answer here. I'm trying to get a hot take. I enjoyed Heath Ledger. I really did. I do. And I think that for his, for Christian Bale's Batman, Heath Ledger is iconic. It definitely deserved every award that it got. Um, Oh, boy. But. I forgot Zach Galifianakis was the Joker in the Lego Batman movie. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Anyway. Um, I also like 60s, Cesar Romero, whatever. I like him. There's too many. Um, we can't do a ranking. There's way too many. <laughs> uh, there is a tiny, a tiny like sliver, an inkling of me that wants to pick Jared Leto as my favorite. Wow, man. You would get so much know, shit on the internet. I know. I know I'm going to get shit. But I look at it as a way that... And I said this when we reviewed Suicide... suicide 
Suicide Squad. I always fuck up the name when I say it. Suicide Squad. There's so many sisses. Sissy. But I said this in the review of it, and I think that his I like his laugh a lot because it almost it almost feel like sounds painful. Mm-hmm. Like when he finds out that you know something happened to Harley, and he's like he's like crying, but it's a laugh. He's like ah ah ah. <laughs> but you know yeah. But I I, I just. The tattoos is the only thing that got me. Like, the one on his hand, <laughs> that's, I mean, it's not terrible. I kind of, I mean, I mean, it, it's kind of like a weird gag. Yeah. But the face tattoos, the other one, the other one's not, not, whatever. But I like it because in that sense, he's doing all these things, he's really serious, and then he just, like, breaks out into a laugh because it, it just hurts to do anything. I enjoy it, <laughs> and I will. I will literally go back and watch that movie a hundred times over, just for him. Jeez, man! Oh boy, that's a that's an interesting movie to watch now because I go back and listen to the uh, the the episode that we put up already. Uh, that was from 2016 when we just got out of the theater seeing it. You were really into that movie, and I was like, "This kind of was, this dude. is kind of shit." I, when, as soon as it as soon as it started, and you got the music, and you're you're just going through, and you're seeing all the villains, and they're all getting captured by Batman, and the Flash comes in. I'm like, "Dude, they're gonna do it." <laughs> Flash comes in, takes down Boomerang, I, and I think it's cool. It's gonna be. It's kind of soundtrack. Heath Ledger kind of ruins it in a way. I honestly, until we see Joaquin Phoenix performance, but this is the problem I run into with The Dark Knight. I think Heath Ledger is phenomenal in that movie. I honestly, you know, some people have said this on the internet, and I don't know necessarily if I completely agree, but Heath Ledger absolutely just just takes over that movie. And I'm not saying that Dark Knight is a bad movie without Heath Ledger, but he absolutely carries that film. Where there's, like, as much as I like Christian Bale as Batman and I like Nolan's trilogy, there are parts where I'm like, man, when are we going to fucking see Joker again? I can't wait to fucking see the Joker. Like, I want to see more of this. Like, they did such a great job of not showing you anything in that opening sequence. That bank robbery sequence is such a great fucking way to open a movie. And the twist at the end that it's him and showing him without actually giving you anything was awesome, and then that actual introduction mm-hmm. scene of him just icing that dude right away. Want to see a magic trick? Like, so much of that's great, and this the little line of, like, do you think you just walk in here, take our money, and walk away? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not uh, blow things out of proportion. Like that's the, that's the one thing about Heath Ledger's Joker, though, is he doesn't have an actual laugh. I don't think he ever actually laughs once. The only time I, the I think part, he really like lets out a Joker laugh is in the interrogation room. I think that's really the only time. He just says, "Because uh, that's when he laughs when he's like laughs and like I don't want to kill you." Yeah, you're too much or, fun. <laughs> or I guess the part where he's hanging upside down. I think yeah. that's where he really has his laugh. But for for the most of the part, you just get him going ha ha ho. He, he kind of gives a little uh, bit of a 
squeal when uh, Rachel kicks him, and he's like, <laughs> kind of chuckles. Like, oh, I, like I like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Heath Ledger kind of took it and made it such a performance that, like, every actor wants to do that role now. And it's like, everybody wants to. And it's so it kind of, I don't know, it kind of gives, I don't he, I'm, Yeah, Heath Ledger's my favorite Joker. I, I hate. A lot of it. Mark Hamill's so great, and like just what he did with the Arkham games, like even if you took away oh, yeah. the animated series, you took that out of the conversation. Just what he did in those Arkham games were fucking great. Like his performances were amazing, and it's so close. I think those two are kind of neck and neck. But I would say the Joker, my favorite Joker, because I'm a basic bitch, is gonna have to be Heath Ledger. And I own. Um, I'll go ahead. No, I was gonna say with uh, the Joker though, when you think when you think Joker, you you immediately go to you either go to one of two. You either grew up with it, so you know it as Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill is the Joker, or you you know the Dark Knight trilogy, and you you immediately think Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger's Joker. But with that, when you think Batman. As much as Mark Hamill is the Joker, Kevin Conroy is not Batman. When you think Batman, you never immediately go, "Oh yeah, animated series, yeah, that's Batman." You go to, you go to Keaton, or Bale, or you think of the, the camp of the '90s. But nobody <clears throat> ever thinks of Clooney. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <clears throat> or you just think about how bad it was. Yeah. Yeah, but that's that's my thing. Is like Mark Hamill's performance is so good that it it casts a really big shadow on your title character. So Batman is kind of just pushing in the background because when those two are on screen together, Conroy is just kind of like a voice. Yeah, you don't see the face. You don't kind of. You don't really think of him when you think about it. Yeah, I mean that's why they're making a movie about the Joker, just strictly about the Joker. You know, that, that he has such a broad appeal that almost then that's why we're talking about him separately. It's just the fact that he's so popular that he kind of transcends the rogues gallery and he transcends Batman himself. He he's so big and iconic. And I think it is because, you know, we've talked about how relatable all these characters are, and that's probably why we love Batman so much. The Joker speaks to that darker sense of humor that everybody has. And it speaks... All it takes is just one bad day. And and you kind of... I love the idea that, like, Joker only exists because of Batman. I love that idea where it's like, well, if this guy can dress up like a lunatic, why can't I? And he wants to, you know, he thinks he's helping people, but he's causing all this chaos. Why can't I do it? And that's why, you know, everybody loves that interrogation scene from The Dark Knight because it perfectly sums up their relationship. They'll never kill each other. They should easily kill each other, but they never will because deep down, I think they are in love with each other. <laughs> like, they love this thing. They, they're best friends, and this is how they hang out. And I think the, the way that they do that in Arkham Knight is genius to where... Batman is kind of grieving over the loss of Joker in a way because he's in his brain and he can't get rid of him. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's so fucked up, but it's so cool. (laughs) And uh, obviously we'll talk more about that when we talk about Arkham Knight. Um, 
But the, yeah, and that's uh, like you're saying with Hamill is that's why it's so hard and that's why he's so special because there's, there's son, tons of voice actors that have done a good job. Like there are a lot of good jokers like that. We talked about um, Bender, John DiMaggio being the Joker in Under the Red Hood. I thought he was great in that. I like I like his raspy, like deep, like kind of voice when he's like, "Hey kid, tell me which is different, forward or backhand? <laughs> Forehand, backhand." He just beat or, the shit out of Jason. Or when they go like, to bust him out of Arkham and he kills all of Black Mask's guys and he's just eating some chips and he just kills them all and he goes, "I'm gonna need some new guys because these ones are all." Kind of dead. <laughs> he starts laughing, and, and that's and that was the the stupidest part too. Is he's eating his chips, and he goes, um, "Can I have a glass of water?" And they bring it to him, and it's a fucking glass. Why would yeah? What? Why would you give a fucking maniac? Who is running Arkham? You bring them a plastic <laughs> cup. <laughs> Always plastic. Did Magneto teach you nothing? <laughs> uh, yeah, and you know that's that's the thing with Hamill is so good that. You hold everybody up to that standard. And I think that's probably the same thing with Heath Ledger, where he completely controlled and owned every single scene he is in. And by the time you hit the third act, where he kind of takes a back seat a little bit, you're kind of bummed out. And that's nothing to say against Aaron Eckhart's performance in t- the whole Two-Face storyline, but at the t- you're just like, I want more of this. And it- it's unfortunate that he passed away, because I-, I feel like there was going to be... A- I heard... I heard one or two scenes with him in that movie. Yeah, I heard rumors they were gonna do a Harley Joker uh, uh, thing where they were gonna put her in, and not not actually Harley, but like Harley. Oh yeah, have like some gonna, sort of. They were gonna have her and in like interviewing him and shit, and then she was gonna help break him out, and then this big thing was gonna ensue. Basically, just Arkham Asylum, but on the big screen. Yeah. All right, so we talked about the Joker. We've talked about our favorite villains. Uh, let's talk about the man himself. Beneath the cow. Uh, favorite animated movies. Let's talk about who is your favorite. No, no. before we get before we okay. get there, let's talk. Let's talk the man behind the suit, behind the dustpan, behind the mop. The guy who who presses the suit. The guy who gets the bat shit out of the cave. Alfred. Alfred. Oh. <laughs> uh, Robin. <laughs> and Robin? Well, that, that was going to be a discussion. Uh, we can do either one. Because I was going to say, who's your favorite Robin? I'm not necessarily like actor or portrayal, but just in general, like the character. Uh, so, yeah. Um, or we could, al- <laughs> could also talk about Alfred. I mean, I don't know what else we could say about Alfred. I'm just, I mean, like, uh, the animated Alfred is kind of a fucking saucy dick. He's savage. Like, there's one where he's like, hey, Alfred, will you draw me a bath? He's got a picture of a bathtub on a piece of paper. He's like, yeah, I did. <laughs> Shit like that. I'll, order, I'll cancel the pizzas. <laughs> That's funny, too. I'll get a drive-thru. <sighs> Which they totally made that for the McDonald's oh, yeah. commercial. Why did they keep that in the movie? <laughs> I don't know. But the part, the part where Chris O'Donnell, Chris O'Donnell's dick... <laughs> Dick Grayson is doing his laundry, <laughs> and for whatever reason, he's got this weird like kung fu style of drying his clothes. Yeah, and Af- Alfred's just giving him the fuck me eyes the whole Damn, time. Damn, like, dog! <laughs> uh, 
then he like winks at him and like mops it all up. But that was why. Or the the we joked about that too. Um, I'm sure that'll come up again when we do the commentaries. Of he's the only one to be in all four. Well, of the, that, the fact that, that he made this delicious lurking cheeseburger, <laughs> and Dick fucking Grayson turns him. No, it was yes. was it Bruce or was it Dick? I can't remember. Either way, he's talking about how he's going to feed it to the dogs, and I'm just like, no. He comes in with the cheeseburger, and he's filling up his his bike in the in the garage so he can Oh leave. yeah. And he comes walking in, and he goes, is the master leaving? And he's like, yeah, he's just on his way out. And he, like, walks away. And he goes, huh, I'll just go see if the dogs are hungry. And he's like, ow, no. <laughs> come here, come here. <laughs> no, no. I get that I'm a fucking billionaire, but I I got there by not being wasteful. <laughs> Put that shit in the fridge. I will eat it later. <laughs> 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 and then, for whatever reason, we went on this big, like, drunken joke that we put a red robin in the base in the back Bottoms cave. Fries. And the guy, the fry cook, was fries. going blind because he was living in a cave. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, give us a breath. Uh, I I also really love how they built up the relationship of Alfred and Bruce Wayne in. The Dark Knight, Dark Knight, yeah, the Dark Knight trilogy. I think they trilogy. did a great job of that and kind of set up the father figure that Alfred really is. Uh, another funny thing about Alfred, I was, I was playing um, the Telltale... Really <laughs> I was playing the Telltale game, and Adam was there, and Adam had one of the funniest jokes he's ever had, where he looks at, the, he looks at Alfred and he goes, you know what's always bothered me? Why does Alfred have such a strict dress code? <laughs> Yeah. He's only hanging out with one other person. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Because, like, the only, the only time they ever hire any more staff is, like, when they do parties. Exactly, yeah. They, they get a catering service. Yeah. And it's always like, dude, you could be rocking a fucking T-shirt and sweats. What are you doing? <laughs> no shit. And why? And, 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 and I, I mean, I get it. I guess Alfred likes to do it. But, like, why not just fucking be like, hey, Alfred, you can live here. You don't have to work. <laughs> we'll get somebody else. You And also, why is he... I want you to man the computer in the, ba- in the back But why game. is he, though? I don't want you to do anything. He's got the... He brings in all these orphan kids. And it's not until uh, fucking Barbara gets paralyzed, until she's the, the woman in the chair. But it's like, hey... No pun intended. Uh, <laughs> that's... That's also really fucked up. Comic in the wheelchair. Comic books are brutal sometimes. Uh, but, dude, you're like in your 80s. You're not going to understand this computer shit. Get the young kids in there. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. I love Alfred because he's always like, to me, the f- grounded funny parts of Batman. Because it's just like, here's this fucking geezer just like, he doesn't owe, it, oh, and that's the thing. Bruce is a grown man. Bruce can clean up after himself. Bruce could take care of himself. I understand the sentiment of, like, I want to take care of you. It's the last thing I could do for your parents, and I love them, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, Alfred, he's a grown-ass man. I guess maybe he thinks he's just a mental patient because he's a grown-ass man who dresses up like a bat and beats people up, maybe. Yeah. Well, my dad, my dad told me this, and he was like, because uh, he was watching Gotham, and he was really into it, and then it got really, really shitty and stupid, so he gave up. But, like, first season, he was telling me, he was like, maybe the reason 
that Alfred is so so like clingy to Bruce is like when he was uh, first hired on. Martha had an affair. Oh yeah, with like he's his, he's his real dad, and and he's his real dad, and they didn't say anything in order to like preserve the the image of the Waynes. And then, like, as they were getting ready to tell him, that's why they took Bruce to the to the opera. And that's why they were doing all these things for Bruce. They were going to, like, break the news, be like, hey, this isn't your real dad. They got shot up. And to preserve the secret, he was just like, I'm just going to fucking stay here. I'm just going to fucking live out my days catering to my bastard son in a cape. <laughs> but... Yeah, like that—that that explains why he's. I like, think that would be a really interesting storyline. So into his life, <laughs> a little Maury Povich for Batman, but I dig it. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of like fucking uh, how Arrow went. <laughs> fucking yeah. Uh, found out their parent, his parents were like sleeping around, and his sister's really his best friend's dad, and he has like another fucking sister who's actually Asian, and she. Is a fucking League of Assassins too? Fucking I don't know, man. <laughs> Arrow, man. <laughs> fucking Jerry Springer. Uh, <laughs> Arrow Springer. Um. So yeah, let's do it, baby. And I, I already know your answer, so I will go first. Cause I. We, we talk about Robins first. We're gonna. Uh, you're gonna say Batman for last. Yeah, I mean obviously. All right. Well, we got two more things left: our favorite Robin and our favorite Bruce Wayne. So, that's mostly just the actor. But uh, so our favorite Robin, I'll go first since you've been going first the last few times. My favorite Robin, and you're gonna hate this. You're really gonna hate this. You like Carrie Kelly, don't you? <laughs> My favorite Robin is Damian Wayne. It's Jason. Oh, fuck <laughs> no. I've actually no, I've actually I've actually grown on Damien. Like at first, I hated him because he was a fucking little prick. <laughs> but but after like watching some of the movies, reading up on him, learning a little backstory, I actually like him. The reason I think it's not bad. The reason I think that Damien slowly became my favorite <laughs> Batman, and I still like Dick Grayson a lot, and. Jason Todd's really the only one that sucks, but they kind of redeemed his character in a really cool way. But, um, and Tim was okay. Uh, but the reason, like the reason I love Damien so much is because it's actually Bruce's son. And Bruce is actually having, having to face something real. And it's, it's, he's having to learn how to be a father. But at the same time, he was an estranged father. So he's also that, he didn't know he had this kid. So he's trying to win this kid's affection. But it's also funny in a way that his kid thinks he isn't fucking hard enough where he's like, yo, we got to kill these mofos. We got to ice these dudes. Because, I mean, honestly, if your mom's Talia al Ghul and your dad... Your grandson of the fucking demon? When your, gra- your grandpa is Raz al Ghul. I say Raz, you can say Raish, whatever you want to pronounce it a as. Fucking uh, immortal motherfucking... Badass fucking Just imagine what you would think leader. if your your grandpa is like, oh man, we, he just passed away, you're going to go to his funeral, and then you just watch your mom just whoop, drop him into a freaking pit, and he just comes back out like, hey, what's up? <laughs> I'm just hanging out. Um, you know how traumatizing <laughs> that is for a fucking eight-year-old? 
just watch my grandfather die. But I, I think I like Damien so much a lot because of those things, and also because Damien isn't doesn't put Batman on a pedestal, and he doesn't idolize Batman, where he'll call Batman on his shit. And yes, he's a bratty fucking kid, but he's a kid, so he's gonna be annoying as hell. Like that's kind of you know people always bitch about Damien that way. But I'm like, dude, he's a fucking kid. And also think about his upbringing, okay? You're born into the League of Assassins or the League of Shadows, whatever you want to call it, and you're trained by the Al Ghouls. And then you're like, oh, by the way, your dad is Bruce Wayne, who's a billionaire, has tons of money. Oh, and at nighttime, he likes to dress up as a bat and beat up on guys dressed like clowns. A guy likes to do riddles. A guy that's a human refrigerator. Uh... (laughs) Uh, you know, things like that. And then it's also like... Think about the sales Oh, pitch. don't forget! Come on over to the cooler! Grandpa trained him, and Grandpa wanted him to be his own son. And that's how my, your mom met your dad, was because he was trained to be an assassin! <laughs> but he told me no, so I hate him now. <laughs> yeah. It, and I, I think that's why I love Damien's, Damien so much. We don't give uh, Roz enough credit. I like Roz Ghoul a lot. I think I like him a lot because of like how they perceive him in the animated show in Arkham, where he calls Batman detective. I just think that's a cool little silly quirk that I like about his character. And he's the demon. So, Luke, who's your favorite Robin? Well, um, obviously I like the Ridge, Dick. But I like him more as, and I mean a lot of people do, I like him more as Nightwing. Yeah. And, uh... I mean, I, I like everybody as their their second alter like ego. Red Robin. So I like, and I, I like Nightwing. Hood. I like Red Hood. The only one that I don't really care too much for is Red Robin. Because I mean, like, Yum. just 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 be Rob, just be Robin. But <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, and why doesn't he get an endorsement deal? No you should get bottomless fries. That's why, that's why we put it in the fucking cave. No, I, I, I actually you. like Tim a lot. <laughs> Tim Tim uh, was in the new animated series, and uh, his storyline and the part where they fucking make him uh, this basically Joker's son in the fucking Batman Beyond yeah. Return of the Joker that was fucking. They like up. reanimated really him storyline. as Joker's son. That was fucking wild. Yeah, dude, that's fucking <laughs> crazy. But I also really enjoyed the Arkham storyline with Tim too because they make Tim such. Much more of a badass in that aspect. They give him a fucking hood. Um, they shave his head. Uh, I, um, he's not a he's not a pretty boy. He's more technologically savvy. I also like um, that he was in a relationship with Barbara. Yeah, which is kind of funny because I'm pretty sure all of them at some point had a relationship. Even with Barbara. Batman, apparently. Uh, Batman, yeah. <laughs> according to the Killing Joke well, they, movie. Well, in the animated uh, in the Batman Beyond series, they actually address that because. Um, Terry asks Barbara, who's the new commissioner, he's like, hey, um, I tried to get a hold of, uh, of Dick and Nightwing or whatever, and she was like, yeah, after we broke up and I had that weird thing with Bruce, he kind of just stopped talking Which to I us. Which I don't like that. Like, Wait, what? I don't like that at all, <laughs> because Barbara's supposed to be like a daughter, and I don't want to think of Batman fucking his daughter. No shit. <laughs> and, and the fact that he's fucking his son's fucking... Ex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bruce Wayne, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> but I like I like I like the idea of um Damien 
giving into his past and giving into his roots where he's like, hey, these guys, I'm going to follow what my grandpa started. I'm going to fucking be retribution for this fucking right. city. And he's going to do that. And he basically just starts killing dudes. And um, the whole uh, injustice when they do that thing mm-hmm. where um, uh, he was like, uh, said something. It's when he's fighting Batman. I know. I'm, I, he was I, like, "I'm your, I'm your son." Whatever. I know the and sequence. Like, My son died a long time ago. Whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I thought he said something to. It was either that or something to "You killed my son" or something like that. Yeah, like and he like says that Dick was his was his real yeah. son, which is like a shot to Damien, like or blood, <laughs> but that doesn't make me your. That doesn't make you my dad. Uh, which <sighs> I enjoy that too, but I always. And Titans, Titans is a pretty good show too, and they're doing the whole daddy issues thing and why he left, and everything, and um, I really like that as well. And I like, I kind of like the guy that got got to play Batman. To play they Bruce. got the dude from uh, Game uh, of Thrones. Game of Thrones, yeah. Which you can tell he's trying really hard not to do his accent. <laughs> yeah. Because it it like le- it leaks through every once in a while, <clears throat> but. Um, well, and for me, I'll go ahead. Well, uh, I was gonna say for me, in all, all honesty, um, I grew up on animated series, and the new animated series. I grew up on Batman Forever, Batman and Robin, um, Teen Titans. So I like I like Dick Grayson. He's the original. He's he set the bar for all Robins to come because they all. They're not only uh, living in Batman's shadow; they're living in Robin and Dick Grayson's shadow. So they're they got they got to seek approval of him, but they also have to li- live up to that legacy of of the red and green. And <clears throat> I think he is the one that is the best choice to be Batman. I mean, I remember when they you know, fake killed Bruce Wayne because they tend to do that every so often. Oh, books or sales are down. Let's kill a character and then bring him back. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was Batman for a period of time, and I think he was a better... And they ran the the Dick and Damien. Yeah, and I really liked that a lot because I think, in a way, he was a better Batman because I think he had more compassion, and I think he was... Even though, and that's the cool thing about Dick is like, even though he got a very similar situation as Bruce, he handled his trauma better and didn't lose his humanity the way that Bruce Wayne lost his humanity because Bruce Wayne is no longer Bruce Wayne. He's just Batman. Where Dick wants to have a separate life. He wants to be different. And that's why he dated Barbara for a while. And that's kind of why he broke off from Batman. He was like, I don't need to live by your fucking codes, man. (laughs) I'm my own person. And I think and, that's why they love uh, each other and respect each other so much. It's just like that, you know. Just... And I and I love and I love uh, the fact that Dick does don the cow for a while, and he he essentially becomes a better Batman. But Bruce comes back and he gets his suit back, and he says, "You'll never be me." And you're just like, <laughs> I just did this for like how long? <laughs> I had no problems. Yeah, and then, you know... I did all this shit, if not better than yeah, you. Yeah, and then... And you're going to come in, in here and tell me that I'm doing a shitty job. And Dick just kind of responds with, like, well, f- 
whatever. I'll just go back to being fucking Nightwing and go back to Bloodhaven. Whatever, dude. <laughs> All right. So now it's time to talk about the man behind the night the night mullet. The night mullet. <laughs> That's the movie I'd watch. Did you ever? Uh, did you see? You know, you uh, keeping up with WWE with a guy named Ricochet. Yeah. You see, sort of. He uh, for SummerSlam, I think he wore Nightwing gear. Like he legitimately wore a, wore a full body Nightwing suit. That's really cool. And wrestled in it. No, I, I didn't see it. I didn't see it, but he's always with the Lucha Bros or whatever. Well, he those three. Yeah, he kind of does his own thing. He's a, he's. Awesome, Ricochet is awesome, but yeah, he people hate him. He does that flip. I hear I hear so much shit talk on him. He does that flippy dippy shit, and I like it. But I I always whenever I hear it though, I always think of the code of mask wrestling. Ricochet, Ricochet. Yeah, he did a full Nightwing costume. It's badass. <sighs> Let me ask you this: blue Nightwing or red Nightwing? Blue. Blue. Yeah, I like red more as a color, but the blue, man, you can't go wrong with that. I like to associate Damien's Nightwing with the red, just because Injustice and like all that alternate universe bullshit. And I just I feel like red indicates darkness. It's supposed to invoke hunger and anger. Because the Red Hood, he's very very angry. That he died and came back as a Batman zombie. So he's the Red Hood. Um, <laughs> Thomas Wayne, his logo's red. He's just fucking drinking Flashpoint Batman. Dude, I would love a Flashpoint Batman. It's just Punisher. <laughs> but it's awesome. Well, yeah, but I would, but I would the also Joker like to mom. see... <laughs> I would like to see Martha and Thomas... Like... Like we do Bruce and Selena sex scene, like <laughs> taking their clothes off and fucking like I would you, like. To I don't want to watch Batman fuck the Joker. Thomas, I want to. I want to see Thomas Batman just smearing paint on Martha's face, the tits, just <laughs> just plowing her. <laughs> oh my god! Okay. And then the, and then no. <laughs> just just bear with me. Bear with no. me. No. There's a scene. No, I'm not. This gonna is get like fanfic, okay? man. No, I want I want it to be where. Um, after like a big fight, Thomas goes home, and she's waiting in in the house for him. And there, she's like, I mean, she's gonna be naked in this part. <laughs> she no, Bra- she's, no, she's, she's got purple she's uh, bra and panties on. Or she's trying. No, I mean, I'm not gonna get into details, obviously, but she's trying. She's trying to get into Thomas's head. She's trying to fuck with his psyche, and and they go into the shower, and they start getting busy. Like, they take off the bat suit um, and all this stuff, and they just get real intimate. And as they're in the shower, you just see the, the, the makeup, the hair dye. It just, like, it just goes down into the drain. And for, like, an inkling of a moment, Thomas thinks that maybe there's hope for her. Maybe she can be cured. And then it, like, pans out, and it's, like, the morning, and they're, like, sleeping together, and it's, like, a normal day. And she just looks over, and out of nowhere, fucking stabs him in the chest, and fucking, like, leaves, and, like, a fucking... 
Well, that that was a lot and sweeter and, like, and more tasteful than I imagined. <laughs> and then, like, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go into a full blown fucking porno, <laughs> but I would like to see that. But, but like, he realizes that she's gone and that she's just doing this out of spite, just to fuck with his brain. I like that though. Okay, that was a lot more tasteful and better than I anticipated. See. Uh, there's two sides of Luke Warren. Okay. <laughs> there's there's raunchy porno Luke, and then there's intimate. Make love Luke. Romantic. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, this one could be rather quick because I know the answers, I think. I could be wrong. Our favorite Bruce Wayne's. Um, I think my favorite Bruce Wayne is Christian Bale. I think where, you know, people make the jokes to the Batman voice, but I think he did a great job. Uh, portraying Bruce Wayne as this douchebag billionaire that doesn't c- oh, care yeah. about anybody or anything but himself, and he he know, you know like we know as an audience that that's not him, so we know it's an act. And like the scene in Batman Begins is one of the great when he gets kicks people out of his house at a house party. If I ever have uh, a get together like that, I want to do first that. First of all, I'd like to thank everybody for coming being here. Drinking all my booze. Being a bunch no. of freeloaders. Seriously. It's freeloaders like you. I mean, the best <laughs> ending is he's like, get out. Stop laughing. No, it's not it's a joke. It's not a joke. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> but I like, I also, it, along those I'm going to end a party like that earlier. sometime in my life. It's going to happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but the thing is, is like, he's like, hey, um, you got to have a social life, Bruce. Like, you got to do something. He's like, what do, what do, what do billionaires do? And he goes, I don't know. Drive fancy cars, date supermodels, spend money. <laughs> and then, so immediately he shows up to the, to the, the hotel or whatever, buys it, goes swimming in the yeah, pool with two Cause supermodels. those two girls are swimming like, in the pool. So he buys it. They're European. They don't, they or don't the know thing where, uh, he needed just to be a dick. He's like, Harvey Dent and uh, Rachel are going to go to the the, ball- the Russian ballerina thing in Gotham. It's, it's in so town. He, it. he just closes it because he buys all of them to <laughs> hang out on his yacht. <laughs> He's like, hey, ladies, I'm going to buy out. I'm going to sell out these tickets. Buy all these tickets kind of thing. Fuck that. You're going to come hang out with me. <laughs> so that's why I love Christian Bale's ba- uh, uh, Bruce Wayne because he just does not give a fuck. And it, he's so funny and entertaining to watch. Underrated performance. And I know, I do. I do enjoy. It. I don't. I'd say he's definitely a good, a good number two Ooh. in that aspect. Um, and I know you know. I know you think I'm gonna pick Keaton as my favorite Bruce oh, Wayne. Oh yeah. But I'm not going to because Keaton's Bruce Wayne is a fucking. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get nuts? Come on, let's Come get on. nuts. Let's get nuts. That's in the intro. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have no words for fucking Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne because he's constantly just like trying to do shit and he, he like is it Batman Returns when he brings him the fucking uh, soup it's cold and he's like it's supposed to be cold oh yeah <laughs> like I think that was the first one I can't I don't remember it might be the first one uh, but he's just like is super like repulsed by this soup, and then Alfred's like, "No, it's supposed to be like that." And he goes, "Oh, 
yeah. And the fact that, um, and I think it's funny too, where they're eating dinner and he just stops and he goes, I don't even think I've ever been in this dining room. <laughs> and they just walk out. <laughs> oh, jeez. But he just, he's just off the walls, doesn't know what the fuck's going on. And he's like, yeah, I'm not going to be here. I'm going to be out of town. <laughs> and then Alfred's like, no, we're going to be here for a very long time. Bro, I don't, I'm not trying to hook up with this chick. I'm trying to play hard to get. <sighs> but, um. Alfred, you cock block. I would say. Hmm. Kilmer. Ah, jeez. <laughs> no, Kilmer actually—they go in depth on him more than you realize. Like they really, yeah, go into him with the whole like night terrors and psychological damage. Yeah, and the uh, repressed memories. And then, I mean, I would also say that Clooney does a very good job, but that's just Clooney. Like he doesn't play a character; it's just Clooney being Clooney. <laughs> yeah, but. But I would also argue that Clooney's a better Bruce than he has ever been a Batman. Like, if if it was a movie, if it was Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson, that would be a good movie. And you just eliminate the entire parts that are Batman. <laughs> All of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like I like Kilmer's a lot. Um, uh, I just rewatched The Saint with Val Kilmer. That is a stand-up movie. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting choice. Kind of a weird movie, but uh, okay. I know. I just I feel like they gave Bruce. It's more. It, Batman Forever is more of a of a Bruce Wayne movie. Yeah. And in and of itself, because you you uh, you see a little bit more of his business with uh, Edward and the Applied Sciences Division, and all that stuff. I mean, you get that in the Batman, uh, the Dark Knight trilogy, but... Dude, um, there was a... More so, Lucius runs Wayne Enterprises, whereas this one, Val Kilmer, runs it. Dude, there was a whole sequence that they cut out of uh, Batman Forever that... (laughs) uh, and we can talk about more about this when we actually talk about when we eventually review those and um, do the commentaries. But there's a whole deleted scene cut out from that movie where he's in the Batcave, and it's after he gets shot in the head. Uh, which, what? Yeah, which just like doesn't even show up as a scar later or anything like that. Uh, but after he gets shot in the head, Doom. and after uh, they, she gets kidnapped, uh, Nicole Kidman gets kidnapped there's a sequence where he goes in the bat cave and there's he's staring into a giant bat you can find the clips on youtube and that was one of the most expensive things in the movie because they made this giant animatronic bat like flapping its wings so it's like the scene earlier in the movie where he sees the bat flapping in the darkness at him it's like that but like life size like human sized this giant fucking bat is in this bat. And they scrap it. And then they're just like, yeah, we'll cut it. Like, there was a lot more to the Bruce Wayne stuff in in deleted scenes. Like, they had a lot more to that movie. 
So I kind of got to see what you're getting at, where they they kind of, in a bad way, not the best way, they dive into the psyche of Bruce Wayne more. So I could I can kind of level with you on the Val Kilmer stuff a little bit. But he's not as funny as uh, Christian Bale, so. That's no, true. <laughs> part, okay, part of this is for the discussion, because if we if we continue to agree on No, shit, exactly. I know, I know it, exactly. It wouldn't be fun. <laughs> I know exactly. It wouldn't be fun. So I, I try... I, no, I, I my an, my answers I think are you, are honest, but at the same time I do a lot of it for the controversy. <laughs> I think <laughs> it makes a lot more sense than people want to admit. I think it's a better movie than a lot of people want to admit. And in, in some aspects, it's still not a great movie, but I do think they they try some things with Bruce Wayne that are different and they I I I like that I'd rather see them try something and fail than not try at all and just be bland, but I also I also like Batman Forever because the Riddler the Riddler is a Bruce Wayne villain. Edward Nigma is a Bruce Wayne villain, where the Riddler is Batman's villain. So they they have that yeah that, that duality to it yeah yeah. So he's not just facing them at night he's kind of facing him during the day like the whole party where they show up and he's like too timid to try my machine and you know so well and you know people and the fact that jim carrey's uh edward he just wants to become bruce How's my mole like that's his whole thing <laughs> it's, it's like he's in a different movie <laughs> uh well and, it's it's literally ace ventura meets batman <laughs> You know, and people could also say that Val Kilmer's performance is like a little wooden and stiff, but I like to think of it as that's because Bruce Wayne is boring. <laughs> Nobody cares about Bruce Wayne. No, people only care about Batman. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? I'm going rock climbing later this week. Uh, do you care to join? <laughs> what a weird way to ask a girl out. <laughs> At the circus, like everybody, and then <sighs> I'm Batman. Harvey, I'm Batman. <laughs> like, not one of those motherfuckers heard uh, it. Man, I can't wait to do those commentaries. Oh, boy. Um, so, uh, let's let's get into it. We're saving the best for last. Because we've been going on a lot. This is probably the longest episode we've ever done. This is going on for a while, but... we got 80 years worth to talk about. Yeah, yeah we got to celebrate 80 years of the Batman. Uh... Who is our favorite live-action Batman? Luke. Adam West. <gasps> Shocker. No, I'm just kidding. We all know who yours is. He's good. I enjoy him. I enjoy... Actually, uh, I would argue that Adam West's portrayal of Bruce is a, is a fucking stand-up performance. Because when he's... <laughs> when... Commissioner Gordon calls the Batcave and is talking to him on the phone. Batman suggests getting help from Bruce Wayne. So Jim, Commissioner James fucking Gordon, forwards Batman's call to Bruce Wayne. And so, in full (laughs) bat suit... (laughs) Adam West is holding both phones 
talking to himself. He doesn't change his voice for either one. <laughs> and Jim Gordon has no fucking idea. <laughs> and Jim Gordon is holding the red bat phone up to the black regular phone like this. So that they can fucking talk. Doesn't doesn't figure it out. <laughs> Does no idea. And Bruce is literally having a full-blown conversation with himself. He's like, Bruce, I need your help on something. Yes, Batman, I'll, I'll do that. That sounds very intriguing. Okay, so we're agreeing. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. And they just keep... <laughs> <laughs> I am confused. <laughs> to, be able, to be able to keep your composure and to be full-blown serious in that fucking situation, you gotta be a fucking great actor. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yes, you do know my favorite Batman, and I think he's a better Batman than he is a Bruce, and that would be Keaton. Keaton's Batman is on this pedestal that I hold very, very near and dear to my heart. That motherfucker is Batman. <laughs> he improvised the line, I'm Batman, at the beginning. So good. I'm Batman. I also. Do you I think also, he said that I when he saw really, himself in wardrobe, like in the mirror, when he put on the full suit for the first time? I'm Batman. <laughs> probably, yeah. But I love, I love how he does the like, the, the Google the Google eyes. Googly eyes. I don't know what you say. But when he like, he like widens his eyes, yeah. to like do the stare, and he does the duck face. <laughs> he always, he's always got the duck face when he's in the suit. Fortunately, that's just his face. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I don't know your love for it. I don't understand it, but I, I can respect your opinion. <laughs> Dude, I love, I love the way that Tim Burton, Burton, filmed this movie because it, it's got a darkness, and, um. The soundtrack is just fucking phenomenal. It's like Tim Burton was trying to make a weird '50s superhero noir film, but it was also in the year of 1989. <laughs> it's such a weird movie, and so much of it shouldn't work, but it somehow does. You know, and people think that the funny thing is when we rewatched it for the commentary on that one. Um, we we noticed something while watching it. We're like, man, Schumacher's. Everybody critiques Schumacher's movies in a certain light. We're like, they're so far off of what um, the Burton movies did. And the Burton, it's Batman Returns is totally a Burton movie, one hundred percent a Burton movie. Oh yeah, but they're st- still both very cheesy and very campy. Mm-hmm. And Schumacher's not that far off. From what what Burton was doing, which is kind of weird, and I think Schumacher just brought more color. Yeah, and and yeah, definitely added more, you know, neon and things like that. And what I think is cool about Keaton's performance is, unlike the other Batmans that are done in the live action, he doesn't take it too seriously. This Batman seems to be having a little bit of fun uh, with things where he he smiles more I've noticed and then in other Batman movies and murders people I guess more yeah. <laughs> traps a bomb on that guy <laughs> it kicks him down a manhole <laughs> and then just so that's, opens that, he, fire he, on those well, guys okay for 
For Christmas, we have to do a commentary on Batman Returns. Oh, yeah. And we also have to do a kill counter. <laughs> because, because I should make a drinking not, game first, every kill. <laughs> with the first fucking, like, three minutes, I swear to God, he kills, like, 20 people. <laughs> he fucking he drops a bomb to a guy, drops him in a manhole. He fucking... Fucking lights the fucking devil guy on fire. <laughs> I forgot takes, about that. <laughs> he takes the dude on stilts and just fucking drags him with the fucking Batmobile, I'm pretty sure. He fucking runs over the weird skull guys. Um, he just kills clownies. Car- carnies, man. He's just killing motherfuckers. <laughs> I hate carnivals. <laughs> See, that's the, real, that's the real bond between Bruce and Dick, is that they both fucking hate the carnival now. <laughs> They hate the circus, man. They both hate the circus. So they, I totally get it. I murdered a bunch of carnies back in my day. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out Bruce feels really bad about Dick's parents because he actually killed Dick's parents because he hates carnies. <laughs> um, I'm going to say my favorite Batman is actually going to surprise some people. I, I do think he kind of phoned it in a little bit for Justice League. But my favorite is uh, Batfleck. I I like Christian Bale's Batman a lot too. I think it's really good. But it's the voice, the voice, and he's kind of gullible and stupid. Like like you know, you talked about how Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne's kind of stupid. Christian Bale's Batman isn't much of a detective. Yeah, I mean, yes, he has a few scenes where he's actually like piecing together some stuff. But some t- Lucius does most of the work for him. Yeah, and there's just sometimes when you're just like, well, why would you do that, Batman? What were you thinking there, Batman? But I guess, you know, that's he's not super far into his career or whatever. I sometimes he just seems stupid, but I guess you could say that about any like the part Batman. where he yells at the Joker to let her go and he's like Poor choice of words. Poor choice of words. <laughs> you wouldn't put the bomb on an ordinary but, citizen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but Batfleck, man. Batfleck is like I think what I loved about true, true to the fucking panels, man. Like that dude. He had the body like the bat. Um, and I liked how they, they just tried different thing, a little bit different things. I mean, some people are a little upset. Where there are a lot of things that people are upset about with BVS, but uh, the fact that he killed people that bothered him, I'm like, you motherfuckers didn't watch Keaton's Batman's. <laughs> you didn't watch fucking Batman Return. <laughs> Keaton. Watch the ticker, man. <laughs> Keaton's Batman took no fucking prisoners. Literally. He murdered killer, people. Man. Uh, so that didn't really bother me. Um, I just liked the things that they did, which were so smart. Which like the fact that he wears a voice changer. Um, they, they added so that he's a grizzled old Batman. Now, what I have liked to have seen a movie beforehand to see him get to that point? Yeah, kind of. Uh, I would have liked a little bit more of why we just immediately jumped to... This version of Batman. Batman taking on fucking Superman. Yeah, and going full blown murder happy. Uh, but I like the, the the perception that he'd been doing it for twenty years, and I like that he's still like he. Uh, there's some scenes that I liked, like the bat, the scene with the bat in the graveyard. I thought was dope when the giant bat comes out of the wall. A lot of people. I also people I'd hate also, that, but uh, I dig argue, it. Argue, argue that Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne is really good too. Because him going in for uh, to get Barry, and he's like, wait, what's your superpower? I'm rich. I'm rich. And you know, that's the thing, is that you talk about Keaton's Batman having a little bit more fun. I think uh, Ben Affleck's character has a little bit more fun in Justice League, and I honestly would attribute that to 
bringing on Josh Whedon and doing reshoots and trying to lighten it up a little bit because people thought BVS was too dark. Um, but yeah, you see that a little bit more with his Batman where he understands that Superman wasn't this monster that he thought he was and that he was actually the best of us and he was, and it made him want to be a better person and change. So you actually see some growth. I'm not. Yeah. So that's why the whole idea of BVS works. So he's a badass fucking dude. And then he realizes he straight up had a Batman Arkham sequence. Like though. And that warehouse, that was Batman Arkham, dude. It was awesome. (laughs) Dude. I was, I literally got chills in that fucking scene. It was so fucking cool. He's fucking hopping over dudes. Fucking Grappling hooks the something. box, knocks the dude out, jumps over, oh like, all God, this cool, all so that cool shit. Cool. So, so cool. I'll defend Batfleck. I am a, uh, I am upset that they're going with a different direction with Battinson. Um, I'll give it a chance, obviously, because it's Batman. I'm going to see the movie. But uh, I'm a little bo- uh, upset about that. And I do think in I parts heard... of Justice League, he phones it in. I heard that Battinson is going for a long, is it long Halloween? So yeah, something in that realm where there's going to be they're going to try and incorporate all of his villains, not all of them, but most. The ones that if you could do it right, it could work, but I don't know how you condense but that we story. We don't want to go down the route of Sony. Yeah. With multiple villains because they've tried it Twice with Spider-Man. But the problem with that is... Fucked it up. How do you put that in two hours? Two and a half hours. How do you fit all that crap in two and a half hours? You know? Yeah. It's impossible. Impossible. So fuck it. Make it a three and a... Make it a four hour movie. I'll watch it. <laughs> Split it up in two parts. Have a intermission potty break. And then watch part two. Um, so, I want to end this. I'm, I am... I'm kind of excited for Batman. I am too. I, I think it'll be an interesting because, take. Um, and a lot of people always go to Christian Bale for approval for the next Batman because they hold Christian Bale so high up on your Batman scale. And um, Christian Bale thinks Pattinson's a fucking stand-up guy, like a fucking great yeah, he Yeah, he's like, I'm in. He thinks, <laughs> he's like, that's fucking going to be cool. Let's do it. I mean, I guess, but uh, the the only thing I have a problem with is, and this is with Spider-Man too, and remakes and reboots of the like, is they don't, they don't wait long enough for us to forget about the previous, Mm -hmm. you know, where... Even with Batman, um, with Ben Affleck, you still were thinking about Christian Bale. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was like it was so recent, um, and the reason why you can accept Christian Bale's performance is because you're not really comparing it to anything, because it's ten years, eleven years after um, Batman and Robin. Yeah, well, and that's the thing with so, uh, Batman Begins. You didn't have a comparison to Batman. Nobody compared it to saying, that. Like, yeah, and I, I think other if you take out the the Joker, just this, the fact that Joker's in um, the Dark Knight, I don't think there would have been any comparisons to those Burton movies either. Yeah, 
that's the only thing connecting that was like, well, what did you think of Heath's performance versus Jack's <gasps> performance kind of thing? Yeah. Well, lastly, there's a l- cuz you don't you don't hear anybody comparing Bane. <laughs> the the Bane. <laughs> that's true. You don't yeah, cuz yeah, one's actually a character, one just says bomb. <laughs> Bane. <laughs> that's my name. Which which uh I really enjoyed Tom Hardy. Um, because I like Bane as this fucking intellectual fucking, I know everything about you. I know who you are, what, what you do. And then he just gets super fucking hopped up on this drug and just fucking goes stupid. And then you shall die with your city. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Tom Hardy. So let's end this with something simple. Okay. Because we're, we're hour and a half at this point. Uh, Fuck yeah. Luke, why, well, you know, we got to ask ourselves, why do we do a Batman podcast? What, why is, a, is Batcast the thing? So why do you love Batman so much? Why is he the your favorite? I like Batman because he's he's a man in a costume with gadgets and he doesn't have superpowers um i mean you can argue that being rich is a superpower whatever just ask your president but but, um being less than all of these other people like he is still able to keep himself composed as a good as a good guy when Superman can turn on a dime. When, like, everybody has this opportunity and ability to um, abuse their power, where Batman continues to live by this moral code of, um, I'm doing it to better society. I'm doing it to better my city. And, And I also really like in that aspect that he just keeps shit on tap for the Justice League. Like, he'll keep kryptonite. He'll keep fucking just, like, all their weaknesses in his belt to where if at any point one of them goes rogue, he can just fuck them up. And... <clears throat> yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, what I'll say, the the reason Batman is my favorite superhero and the reason um, we do this show and we love to do this show is... Yeah, it is that aspect of it's an easy starting point for someone to understand and latch on to or yeah, he's he like you said he's in a room full of aliens and superman. A, a goddess, you know, a goddess like Wonder Woman and the fastest man alive, a man who has a magical ring, but he manages well, to like be the he, glue. If he walks into a group of Greek gods and is able to be like, "Hey, I'm just a man, but I'm better than you. <laughs> I mean, one of my favorite things was Justice League Doom, where they're like, they, they got defeated, the Justice League did, because they hacked into his computer, and fit because he, he knew everybody's weakness, and they said, you didn't even have a file on your weakness, and he goes, my weakness is the Justice League. The Justice League is what makes, keeps me in check. I, that, or, or no, it was, you don't have a plan B. You don't have that kind of thing in your file, and he's like, Justice League is my plan B. You people are why I 
will never this is what keeps me going. This is what's going to be my kryptonite, whatever. And he keeps the, and like he can be frustrating at times. You cannot agree with him. I mean, hell, in this this episode, we've made fun of Batman several times, but he is a character that can be reinvented multiple times, but still feel the same. And you can have so many different interpretations, but he's still the same. And I don't think you can say that about a lot of characters. He's he's also like you can almost like believe that it could happen that this rich dude has all this shit and he goes out and he fucking protects his city like you can almost see that like with the Dark Knight movies so much of what is so good about those is it's realistic and it's believable where you can get high grade weapon like or body armor and you can go out and you can fucking fight bad guys yeah. Like, and it, it, you just you have this like this humanistic thing about it because he is a human, so you feel like you can do the things that he does, but would never do. Like yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, and it's also you know there's a reason this character has lasted 80 years because a character only lasts that long because it has to be human and it has to be something that we latch on to and care about and that kind of character it even though he's a rich billionaire you can see yourself being bruce wayne you can uh, you know we talked about that with mr freeze and you know uh, you know you do anything for the one you love but you would also be like you have it's a it's an amazing story of someone who and we joke about this that he can never get over it, but and he's still I don't you know, there's times where they tease the idea that he doesn't deal with his childhood trauma. But he's someone who took the worst situation and rather than let it it does define him, but rather than let it crush him, he decided to make it make himself and the people around him better, and that's what a true hero is, and that's what we should all aspire to be. And I think that's why I love Batman so much. And that is why we do the Batcast, folks, because we have those kind of conversations about the caped crusader. Um, what's another one? The Dark Knight. The masked vigilante. The vigilante. <laughs> so happy birthday, Batman. I love you. We love you. Uh, this will go live. This episode will be posted. September twenty first. That is Batman's birthday. Um, Batman Day. I don't. There's a bunch of weird things that they're doing all over the country for Batman Day. So that's pretty cool. I know that it's not. The weird thing about it is, it's not actually September twenty first. It's just like the third Saturday in September is Batman Day. So it kind of floats. But happy eightieth, regardless to Batman. We should have planned ahead, <laughs> and we should have gotten. Uh, tickets to Six Flags. <laughs> Done a live and show. Spent, <laughs> yeah, and spent the day at Six Flags hanging out with Batman. <laughs> Not even going on rides, just yes. hanging out with the dude that's playing Batman. The dude that <laughs> plays Batman. Dude, fucking, uh, I don't remember how old I was, but it was like right about the time that Batman Forever came out. And Six Flags used to do a water show for Batman Forever. Like they had the Riddler, Two-Face, Batman and Robin. It was so fucking badass. <laughs> like, I got pictures of it back at my parents' so. house. But it was so cool because it was, like, movie-quality
quality like costumes, and it was this big like water production. They were like on jet skis and shit. It was so. <laughs> so until next week, where we talk about Batman. Arkham City as we continue re- uh, reviewing and ranking all the Arkham games. Until next time, we will catch you there. Same bat time, same bat channel. Dun-dun-dun-dun.